We have a lot to unpack here. We, we sure do. A lot happened yesterday. Big news day yesterday. But I want to start with some positive news. And then we'll get into some, some of the more depressing news. But first, welcome to the Right Wing Vegan, guys. Happy, happy Tuesday. As I mentioned last week, Tuesday is my least favorite day of the week. But it is what it is. So, let's talk about the good news. The good news, Amy... Coney Barrett, the notorious ACB, notorious, she was confirmed yesterday in what was a glorious day, glorious day for conservatives, that's for sure, and you know what, a glorious day for the United States of America, because Amy Coney Barrett is one of the finest uh, nominees that we've seen up there for the court. She really is. Uh, watching her confirmation hearing was amazing. It was incredible. You learned a lot about her. You learned a lot about her. You learned a lot about her brain and the way she thinks. She came in with no notes, folks. You've seen the meme where she holds up the notepad because she was asked by some Democrat buffoon, what do you, what do you got in that notepad there, lady? And she just whips that thing up. Boom! Hits him right in the face with it, basically. Stunning, stunning, stunning. What a stunning and brave question, by the way, to ask. Uh, what do you think? A woman can't think for herself? She's got to have notes? You sexist. Anyway, she was nominated with a 52 to 48 vote. And, and 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 it was a confirmation that needed to happen. The court needs to have all of its justices because we have some big cases coming in front of the court. Possibly the election. Possibly the election. And Democrats are saying, oh, oh, she's going to give the election to Donald Trump. Oh, woe is me. Woe is me. Maybe. Maybe she will. Maybe. I mean, if these contests that Trump is raising in all these different states about your scam voting and your, your you know, all of your scam tactics. Maybe. I think the jig is up. I think Democrats know the jig is up. I think they were really counting on the Supreme Court. They knew they could create just enough dissension, just enough legal challenges that this thing would go to the Supreme Court. And I think they were counting on Roberts because why wouldn't they count on Roberts? And and this is a wrench in their plans. In 2016, James Comey threw a wrench in their plans, or at least he helped Republicans do so, helped conservatives do so, and helped America. When, he, uh, when the Hillary emails were revealed and Comey gave that statement about how, well... Under normal circumstances, we might want to investigate or indict someone for this. But in this instance, we're not going to. You guys remember that? You remember when that, that happened? Comey kind of flat out said the quiet part out loud. You remember that? I remember that. So I think it's interesting because, you know, she's confirmed. And then they do this ceremony at the White House. And it was a great ceremony. To watch. Because what you had at that ceremony was proof that we as the United States of America are not systemically racist. And we, it's proof that we are not sexist. You can get as far as you can get, regardless of your gender or race, based on your qualifications. And last night at that ceremony, you had visual evidence that this is in fact the case. You can't ignore the fact that Clarence Thomas, one of the most esteemed justices in this country... A justice who is is honestly loved by the right. The right that you claim is racist. We love Clarence Thomas. 
And you had Amy Coney Barrett, a successful woman. You had a black man, very successful black man, very well-respected African-American man, swearing in a mother, a woman, a mother of seven, a working mom. It was a beautiful, beautiful ceremony. And everyone on the left should have, should have been crying tears of joy at this moment because this is a moment that should bring the country together. An African-American man who has reached the highest heights in his profession, swearing in a mother of seven who has reached the highest heights of her profession. This is, this is a moment to be lauded in history. And instead, what do you get? Whining, crying, itching on Twitter, on the news. You had many Democrats last night pan this. Acting as if this is the last day of civilization. Women everywhere are going to be kept inside the house now, turned into baby factories. I love the Handmaid's Tale uh, people because they're so ridiculous that it's, it's, it's laughable. Debate these people on Twitter. I do all the time. It is so laughable what they think is, is reality. And then you got people like AOC saying the quiet part out loud. This is what I love. Last night, the Democrats got so mad... They got so upset about the Amy Coney Barrett nomination that we knew was coming, confirmation that we knew was coming, that they said, many of them said the quiet part out loud. You had Chuck Schumer and Kamala Harris both saying out loud, we will remember this. The Republicans are going to pay for this. You had AOC and Ilhan Omar saying, expand the court. Just out loud. Just expand the court out loud. She also did a tweet where, this is AOC, of course, where she talked about the how the Republicans always play dirty ball, and it's time for the Democrats to not let them get away with it. Man, are you effing kidding me? Are you effing kidding me? We're the ones that play dirty ball? Let's go back and remember why we're in this position in the first place, and that's because your boy Harry Reid had to tinker with the filibuster so that you guys could get your way. Because that's what Democrats do. Democrats change the rules. If they can't win an election, which they can't, not fairly. If they can't shove their beliefs down the American people's throat. If they get stopped. Thank God they get stopped. But if they get stopped, they whine, they cry, they itch, and they change the rules. They change the game. They're like the kids you'd play like... um. You'd be outside and you'd be shooting your toy guns at each other. And one of you would like, you know, you'd shoot one of your friends and they'd be like, hey, you're dead. I got you. I got you. You're dead. You got to lay down, buddy. And your friend would be like, well, no, no, because I have invisibility, you see, I, or I'm invincible. I have invincibility. I, I can't be shot. And you're like, why? What? Ever since when was that a rule? And your friend's like, I just made it a rule. That's how the Democrats play politics. That's how they play politics. Now, we often in this country talk about politics as if it's a game. And in many ways, when you watch it, it certainly does feel like a game or a sport. I mean, part of the reason why I watch politics, this is full disclosure, no joke. It's going to make me sound like an idiot, but it's true. Part of the reason why I love politics so much is I'm a huge pro wrestling fan. And pro wrestling sucks. Pro wrestling hasn't been good for years. So I get that same jolt of energy from watching politics, especially Donald Trump era politics, as I do from pro wrestling. It satiates that need, that need in my body, in my heart, and my soul that I just don't get from pro wrestling anymore. So I get it from politics, okay? 
We act as if politics is a game, but the truth is, these are people's lives that we're messing with, guys. When you're out there saying, you guys are never going to forget this moment, you're talking about the people who supported ACB's confirmation, which, by the way, was at least 51% of Americans, depending on what poll you look at, and 51%, it's probably a lot higher because we know how trash the polls are. We know how trash the polls are. On Friday's episode this week, we're going to do a big discussion about how trash the polls are and why, as long as this evidence stays the way it is, early voting numbers would indicate that the polls are trash. But we'll get there. So they're saying the quiet part out loud. They're threatening you. They're threatening America. They're threatening our Constitution because they're unhappy about what happened last night. And these are the people you want to vote in? These are the people you want to give power to, the people who are threatening us with their power, and you want to give them power? What is wrong with these people? Now, if you really want to feel defeated, if you really want to feel sad for the United States of America, you should read the comments on these posts. That's where the real tragedy comes in, because they have a lot of people fooled. They do. There are a lot of people in this country who would burn this country to the ground because Orange Man is bad. So very bad. Orange Man, very, very bad. And they're constantly told Orange Man bad by the media, by the news, by other representatives. Orange Man is so bad, don't you know? That's the only argument they have. Orange Man bad. He's a fascist. Show me evidence. No, no, no. He's a fascist. You're a fascist. Argue with someone on the left and tell me how long it takes before they call you an Easternism. It won't be long. It won't be. Now, anyways, that confirmation last night was great, and conservatives should revel in that. Conservatives should enjoy that moment. Uh, that is a real, real good thing for both those who, who hold the Constitution to their hearts, hold the Constitution in esteem, and America's uh, Americans everywhere because it was just she's a great candidate and she's gonna she's gonna read the law, she's gonna interpret it based on the Constitution, the way it was written. She's not gonna sit up there and go, how can I change the law? No, John Roberts. She's gonna interpret the law and compare it to the Constitution, and her decisions are gonna be based on that. She's not, she, she said it herself. She's not taking her personal views. She's doing what a judge should do. She's not taking her personal views into the account. She's going to look at the law. She's going to look at the constitution. She's going to say, how do these two compare and how do they contrast? Do they contrast? Because if they contrast, get that trash out of here. The Democrats are so afraid of the, the, of Obamacare being overturned. Why are they so afraid? Because they knew it was unconstitutional when they passed it. So they're like, oh, she's going to overturn it. She should overturn it if the law is unconstitutional. You Listen, we have the Constitution for a reason. It sets the rules. It's done so for a very long time, and we have been a very successful democratic republic because of the Constitution, not in spite of the Constitution. I can't think of a more dangerous thing for us to do than to lose respect for the Constitution. That's how bad people get into power, man. That's how bad people get into power. We might give it to them. 
We'll see on November 3rd. But we might give those people, those bad people power. We'll see. We shall see. But either way, we got ACB. She's on the bench. The Dems have said the quiet part out loud. We know what they're really thinking now. I mean, we knew all along. This is no shock to us. It might be a shock to your normie friend, but it's no shock to us. Also, it was revealed last night that on Tucker Carlson, look, you got to turn into Tucker tonight. You got to turn in Fox News, 8 o'clock p.m., Tucker Carlson. You're going to want to watch this tonight because Tucker has one full hour with Tony Bobulinski. And Bobulinski has promised us that he is going to play some audio tapes of individuals who attempted to silence him. This is really important stuff, guys, because I'm not sure how much the mainstream media is going to cover it. Now, luckily for us, Tucker is the most watched show on cable television a lot of nights. He's definitely the most watched news show. He gets like double the views of any other primetime news show. Minus Hannity. So, that's good. A lot of eyeballs tonight are going to be on Tony Bobulinski are going to see his evidence, hear his voice, hear his speech, hear what he has to say. And they're going to hear these audio tapes. Now, the New York Post yesterday breaks a story involving Hunter Biden. Or no, actually, it was the Gateway Pundit. Not the New York Post. The Gateway Pundit breaks a story yesterday about Hunter Biden's text messages, some text messages going back and forth that implicate Joe and Jill Biden in trying to silence a minor and the, the minor's parents when they're complaining about Hunter and his actions around said minor. Now, we've seen pictures, and they are disturbing, to say the least. They're, they're damaging to you uh, mentally when you think about the situations here. When you think about what's in these pictures, what's in these emails, what's in these text messages. We're no longer talking about political matters. While that is egregious, what you see in these pictures and these text messages is even more egregious because you're talking about child abuse. You're talking about the Biden family trying to silence a child uh, because Hunter is acting incredibly inappropriately around the child. Now, this is all alleged. So, this is a story from the Gateway Pundit. I am covering the story from the Gateway Pundit. That is, that is what is insinuated. Now, I you know... Most people don't know this, and they're not going to know this, okay? So it's our job, it's our duty to make sure that they know this is real. And we do everything in our power to to share this information with people, because people deserve to know this before they vote. I mean, Joe has had serious behavioral phallus, you know, problems for a long time, and we know this. The man can't even speak without Jill helping him. His, the way that he acts around children has always been a little suspect. The way that he acts around women, definitely suspect. But the way that he acts around children has also always been suspect. And then you read these text messages and it adds a little light to that. It all has legs. So tonight when Tony Bobulinski is talking to Tucker, I hope people wake up. I hope people hear what he has to say. And I hope people really start to ask themselves the question, what is going on here? Look, in many states, folks, you can change your primary vote. You can. So when you hear all of this information, when you hear about Joe Biden's economic plans, 
and how many economists think this is a terrible direction for the company to, or the country to take. When you hear about who Joe Biden is as a person, as a human being, and you want to change your ballot, really look into that because I think you can do it and I think you're going to want to. I think as more and more information comes out, you're going to want to change that vote. They're going to get him out anyway. He's not going to be president for a long time, guys. They're, they want Kamala. Now, there's one other thing I want to cover before we say goodbye today. And, and, and I've, got, I've got some time to do it, so I'm going to do it. I promised yesterday that I would respond to some listener questions. We've got some questions from listeners. And I do want to take some time to respond to them. So I want to start with a question from Jennifer. And it doesn't say where Jennifer's from. Because I, I when I pose questions to you guys, or do I never ask you to tell me where you're from. You don't have to tell me where you're from. But you can if you want. Okay, but this is Jennifer and I will redact last names. Because I, I don't want to dox you. But Jennifer says... Um, hello, I uh, really, really appreciate the show. Thank you, Jennifer, for that. I wanted to ask you about handling friendships and managing relationships with people who disagree with you. I have had a few friends, specifically over Facebook, who have removed me as their friends because I've shared a few positive posts about Donald Trump. This is really getting to me, and I don't know how to, to handle it. How would you guys recommend that I maintain my friendships while at the same time feel free to express my opinion? Thank you guys very much. Well, first of all, thank you, Jennifer, for sending in your question. You guys can also send in your question by direct messaging me on Twitter at Vegan Wing. I'm working on the email, but right now at Vegan Wing on Twitter. Follow me and then DM me your question. So Jennifer, this is interesting because I also have run into to this situation where now I don't have a Facebook anymore. I got rid of my Facebook because it was toxic. Look, social media, especially around these times, election times, can be very toxic, okay? You read stuff, you have an emotional reaction to it, and... These aren't just randos. Like on Twitter, what, what separates Twitter from Facebook, I think, is that on Twitter, it's randos for the most part. It's blue check marks and celebrities and, and maybe a few people that you follow that you might know. But for the most part, I think Twitter is random people. They don't matter. They're not in your life. And on Facebook, that's mostly your circle. Or people who are part of your circle circle or people that you physically know in the real world, right? Many, many of your friends on Facebook are friends in real life. And that's the delineation. That's the difference. I can listen to the opinion of several randos and comment on it how I see fit. And then I get that out, right? That anger that I have when I read that post or that emotional response I have when I read that post, I can respond to that. And I'm not damaging a friendship because this is somebody I don't know. On Facebook... That's somebody you know. That's somebody who's probably in your life actively. And there's the potential that their opinion or your opinion can burn that bridge. Now, some would say, that's unfortunate. We should be able to live together with, with different opinions. And I would agree with that. I would. 
you have to separate your personal relationships from your personal opinions because not everybody's going to have the same opinion as you. Now, I will also argue that we live in a weird, weird time right now. You know, we've all been cooped up for months and we've got a lot, you know, there's a lot of psychological stuff there probably. So this is an interesting time, but not only that, I believe the divide between the left and the right has never been greater now. Now, I don't even know what left or right means anymore because a lot of liberals I know would now consider themselves center-right. It's shifted, right? And now the left, they don't even have the same values as us anymore. It used to be, it used to be, you would argue about a few things, but ultimately you had the same goal, and that was to make America great. Now the left wants to tear America apart And to say that that isn't going to influence you, and when you hear your friends start to espouse that, you're going to resent your friends a little bit because you love this country. Now, your friends probably don't know any better, right? Like, your friends probably don't know any better. They're just reading what they read. They're just regurgitating what they saw on CNN. Especially if you're a politically minded person, this is going to bother you even more because you're going to know that the media lies. You're going to know how to read a headline and point out the bias. You're going to know that there's more to a story than the headline. And when your friends say this nonsensical sheepish crap, you're going to get, you're going to kind of get a little offended by it because you're going to think to yourself, I swear, and and I'm speaking from personal experience, Jennifer and and everyone, you're going to think to yourself, man, I, I think you're a smart person. How can you have this opinion? Or I think you're a smart person. How can you not read the tea leaves? You got to balance that. You got to balance that idea because it very it's 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 very easy for us to fall into a holier than thou mentality. But it's really an awareness issue. It's not a, it's not a holier than thou. You're not smarter than them, and they're not smarter than you. It's just an awareness issue, right? Those are the friendships that you need to maintain. You need to make sure that your awareness, which is a little greater than theirs isn't getting in the way of your friendship because you guys probably do still value some of the same things. You just, they're getting a different perspective than you respect that perspective. Make sure that give them the facts. Don't shy away from the conversation. That's another mistake we make. Give them the facts, but then move on with your life. Now I too had people remove me from Facebook back in 2016. Matter of fact, someone who was supposed to be in my wedding actually pulled out because they said that they couldn't be my friend anymore because I supported Donald Trump. That's that's a fact. If people are going to react that way to you, then you deserve better friends anyway. They were never your friend to begin with, okay? Because the reality is, if you're going to be friends with somebody, like true, real friends, that person should already know how you feel, first of all, and they should respect how you feel. And you can respect how they feel. Now, I do think there's something to be said about destructive behavior and if you're noticing that your friends are heading down a dark dark path that you can't follow i think that's a fair assessment too that he had every right to pull out of my wedding and i have every right to say f you you know what is wrong with you but you don't want friends like that in your life anyways you want people who who align with you morally align with your values and and are good you want good people in your life So Jennifer, here's what I I have to say to wrap this up. Your friends are your friends and they're going to be your friends no matter what. 
anyone who says they can't be your friend because you support Donald Trump or because they're offended that you posted some positive Trump para, you know, articles, they were never your friend to begin with. You're better off. Move on. Treat people with respect. Understand that their perspective is different than yours. Show them love. Give them truth because they deserve the truth too. But do so in a way that is loving and comes from a place of care, not a place of anger. I say that after I spent the last 20 minutes angry at the left. Last night was a win, guys. Here is hoping we are a week out from another win for this country. Four more years for Donald Trump. Four more years of economic prosperity. I want to thank you guys for listening. Comment, subscribe, like, do all the things, share the show. I will talk to you guys tomorrow.